Welcome to Roadblock, or heart-to-heart conversations with yours truly, Nicolette Swaby, also known as Jay Roots. I look forward to our time together as we face our story in the glory. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Nicolette Swaby. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for this session of our Roadblock podcast. I am so happy to be with you again. Thank God for sparing our lives. And I look forward to what he will be doing inside of this week's session and how he will speak to our hearts. I believe that every time when the Lord speaks to us, he challenges us, he encourages us, he comforts us. And his word opens up, you know, our eyes and gives us the right perspective as to life. His word is life. And when we embrace it, we truly see the difference. We feel the difference and it sets us on a course. And so for this um, week's episode, I want to encourage us. I want to encourage us and uh, This is our heart-to-heart conversation. We'll be having a little intimate talk. And I want to share a testimony and to kind of use it as an encouragement. And I hope that you will see yourself and you will be encouraged. You will be comforted to know that God is with you. He has not left you and you can still put your trust in him. Today, I want to talk to us about not despising where we are. Don't despise where God has you, where he has placed you. And this could be anywhere. It could be the family that you were born in. It could be the job um, that you have right now where you're working. It could be your marriage It could be your position as it relates to your financial status and even literally the country where you're that you're living. And that is where it gets a little intimate because for me right now, I am in what I call a strange land. (laughs) So something is strange when you, it's a bit unknown to you. It's new, new experiences, new people just knew everything. It's out of your comfort zone. It's not something that you have been accustomed to. I migrated. I left my country last year. The beautiful, elegant, vibrant, energetic (laughs) island of Jamaica to um, reside in the States. And you have access. I still have access to my, my family back home. And I was very much connected and my whole life was in church. My whole life, you know, is defined by church and my activities at church and everything. It was just a church, church, church. You know that you have discipleship Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday you may have another meeting and Friday it's another church and Saturday it's another church meeting and Sunday, of course, it's church and it was just a church, church, church. And then migrating now to a land where you really don't know anybody. Everybody is new. 
you're getting to know people, you're meeting different ones, leaving a job back home and then coming to a place where you're unemployed. So just that shift, and it was a quick shift, a quick change. And you, you're you trying out to meet new people, getting to know different people and kind of find yourself in this new country, this new zone. And for me, at one point, I became so discouraged because I'm saying, Lord, I miss my home, Jamaica. I miss my home. I know that on this particular day, I would have had this thing to do. I would be going to this place. And as a matter of fact, I know the place. So I wouldn't have any issues knowing that if I go down there and I turn right there, you know, in this land, I don't know anywhere. You're like, this is a strange place. Everything is just new. The roads look new. Everything is new. It's a new system, a new way of doing things. And I got discouraged. It's like, Lord, I don't understand my place here what do you want me to do what how how do i process this whole new way of living this whole new life and not easily not accessing um what i was accessing before in terms of family and friends and church that was the biggest one my church so interconnected and intertwined and in my church and then now so that was one of the major ones for me And I remember one day the Lord just reminded me two things and I want to share it with us today. One is that your purpose is not based on the things um, that you're doing or let me let me make it very clear. We may say, okay, I'm I'm a singer and I... I, I'm singing because God has called me to sing and this is what I'm supposed to do. But then if tomorrow I have laryngitis, if I'm hoarse, if I have inflammation or something and I'm unable to sing, then I feel as though my purpose is lost. It's dead. I no longer have a purpose. Or if you're a mother or a father, And God has given you the responsibility to raise your children and you feel okay. You feel a sense of purpose and responsibility and identity by those activities, the things that you're doing. And so if those things aren't there, if you're not able to do those things anymore, then there is a mindset that says, I have no purpose. What is my purpose? Why am I here? I'm just useless because we're not doing those things. As opposed to identifying ourselves as a son of God or a daughter of the living God. And seeing ourselves and defining ourselves based on who we are as opposed to the things that we do. So I am not what I do. I am just who I am because God made me this way. I'm a child of the king. I am a daughter of the new Jerusalem. I am a royal priesthood. I am a holy nation. I am peculiar. I am chosen by God and I am loved. If I never sing another day in my life, if I never 
work as, as the biggest lawyer or whatever your job is. You may be a banker. You may be a media practitioner. If you never teach that school again, was your purpose just locked in that profession or locked in that activity or locked in that duty? You see, God may have us working in a particular capacity for a season or a time, but if that season is over and he says, I'm shifting you to this place or I'm shifting you to this uh, uh, workplace, this new environment, does that mean that because you're not doing what you did two years ago, you no longer have a purpose? Oh, no. And so that's one of the things that I had to learn. Your purpose is very much alive. As a matter of fact, it's not even your purpose. It's the purpose of Christ. What is his purpose in the earth? And his purpose is always to reconcile the lost. It's always to turn the hearts of men back to the father. And wherever you go, whether you're employed or not, whether you're a father or not, or a mother or whatever your, your status is in life, that is the purpose of every believer, of every son of God, regardless of where you are living, the family you were born in. Once you have taken on the name of Christ, you are a minister of reconciliation. That is your purpose. That is your purpose. So once you embrace who you are in God, as Jesus is, that's exactly how you are. That's your makeup. When you take on the life of Christ and his spirit, his attitude, his life is in you. That's now your purpose. Your purpose is just to do what the father tells you to do. So if he says, walk down the road, you know, wear a smile on your face. Don't even say anything. Just wear a smile on your face. You never know who could see you and just be encouraged by your smile. How you live your life, how you treat people. Is it a reflection of Christ? Because everything that we do, Christ is our purpose. He is our life. He is our reason for living. And so your purpose is not locked in just the activities. Because a lot of times we can do activities and still unfulfilled. Do the activities and we still are not doing the will of God. We still aren't pleasing God. But when we find ourselves in a situation, that's when we trust God and we say, Father, you know what? I give over this to you. It is your life. If my body is in this place right now, it's because you have permitted it to be in this place. And I'm going to trust you to lead me, to guide me. And I'm going to be encouraged knowing that you know what you are doing in me. You know what you are teaching me. You know what you are forming. You know what you're trying to show me in this season. And in every season, in every trial, in every situation, God is able to give us peace. And that's one of the ways when we will know if we are settled in his will. 
He may allow certain things. He may give you things and he may take away things. But when we experience the peace of God in our hearts, that's when we know, listen, I am so content. I am so settled in his will, whatever it is that you want. But then when we find ourselves searching, Lord, what should I do? What, what, what am I supposed to do? This, that, 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 what is my purpose? I'm not comfortable. This, there's no peace. Peace says whatever you want, whatever your will is, God, I yield myself. And it's in those moments of peace that we hear the voice of God so clearly. When we're thinking and our mind is all over the place and we're wondering, what should I do? I'm, For example, this situation I'm sharing, if I'm in this strange land and I'm saying, Lord, what should I do? I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to go here and I don't know what to do. And that's confusion. And in confusion, it's hard for us to hear God because he would be speaking, but then we're clouded with so many things happening in our heads, so many things that we're thinking about. But when we're settled And we say, Lord, I'm just giving over to you. This body belongs to you. And that is what encouraged me. And I want to encourage you today. Be settled in the will of God. Be settled in his will. Know that you can trust him. And he knows exactly what he is doing in your life. And if you abide in him wholeheartedly, you, 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 you just say, Father, this is just, I'm going to trust you. You will feel his peace. And not only that, you will find yourself walking in purpose. You will no longer question, what is my purpose? You will just find yourself walking. In, if he instructs you to do something, you will just start doing it. Your, everything is just going to flow. It's going to be a flow. It's not going to be work. And and you have to do this work and and you trying of your strength to do something. But there's going to be a flow of the Holy Spirit. And the Father is just going to be moving and working in and through you. Think about Jesus. Jesus was in a strange land. Your workplace may be your strange land today. Your family may be, or or in your household, that may be your strange land. In the community that you're living, it may not be a new country, a whole country, but in your community, you may feel as though it's a strange land. But guess what? This whole world is a strange land to the believer. And Jesus left his throne and he walked through this world, this strange land. And he was committed to doing the will of the father. He just wanted to know that as long as he was doing God's will, he was okay. And that has to be our disposition today that it doesn't matter where we are what we find ourselves in who we find ourselves with that we trust God knowing that he is leading us he's guiding our steps he says the the the, the righteous man is led by the Lord the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God he's the one leading us and the scriptures also tell us that those who are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God. And so today I want you to be encouraged knowing that the Lord is leading you. If you find yourself in a situation where you're like, oh Lord, I messed up, just repent. 
Just repent from your heart. And I pray that the Father would grant you repentance even now. And that you would make that decision and say, Lord, I'm going to obey you. I'm going to trust your will in this strange land. I'm going to trust your will in my community, in my family, on the job. I'm going to trust your will knowing that once I'm alive, there is still purpose. The, once there is an unsaved person in this world, there is purpose. And I will continue to allow you to lead and guide me. And so that's one. <laughs> that was a mouthful, but that's one. Be encouraged in that, that yes, per, you there is purpose. The ministry of reconciliation is your purpose. Whether everything is going the way how the world says it should go, there is purpose. And as long as you, you are, you're living your life in such a way where somebody is seeing Christ, there is purpose. Just continue to walk in the will of God. And the second thing that the Lord used to encourage me was to show me that everything being in this strange place that is new to you, you know, you're not with your, your church family and you're not, um, in your home uh, on a Sunday that you would like, you know, when I say your church home, you're mm, yes, <laughs> but thank God for technology where we're still connected. But the Lord encouraged me. He said, everything that you have been taught, live it. Mm -hmm. Everything that you have been taught, everything that was embedded in you as it relates to the word, everything that you have learned, every discipleship session that you have been to, every meeting that you have been to and the word was poured into you, it was poured into you like water. It was just flowing into you. Now that you're away from what you would call, you know, your comfort zone or your family, live out all that they taught you. Live out all that you have been taught. Live it out. Because this new experience is to prove what is in you. And a lot of times, especially when we were in suffering situations or we're facing a trial, it doesn't matter what your trial may be today, an adverse relationship, whatever it is, we sometimes look at it and we're saying, why? Why does it have to look or feel like this? Why couldn't the situation be different? I want to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. But then the Lord would remind us of his word because his word is the foundation. His word is the standard in every situation. And God is not going to depart from his word. And he's, he will always remind us of his word in whatever situation. What does my word say? What do I say concerning a situation like this? If there are enemies, you know, if, they, if there is someone using and abusing you, doing all manner of evil, what does my word say about a situation like that? Can you live it out? You have the knowledge, but can you live it? All that you were taught, this trial has come now to prove it in you. And so embrace it. Hug it up. Love it. Because without this trial and without this suffering, you're not going to experience the power of God. 
when Paul acknowledged this thorn in his flesh and he realized that God is not going to take it away, he started to rejoice. He started to give God glory because he said it was when I'm weak, that's when you are strong. I experience the strength of the Lord in my weakness. And so Wherever you are today, know that God is the one that has positioned you in that place. And he, if you don't endure to the end, you're not going to see his face in peace. And the situations that you face today, that I face today, that we all face today, it is to test and to prove that word that is in us to show us if we got it or we didn't. You know, so when somebody said some, says something negatively, are you going to be offended or will you forgive? Will you still love? Will you still greet that person with purity of heart? Will you still do what you know the Father has, has commanded you to do? Will you allow God to live in and through you? Because he wants to reach out. Remember, we talk about that ministry of reconciliation. The Father wants to touch his people. Just like the apostles, they spoke of Jesus. They said this life that was presented to us, we touched it, we handled it. And this is the same life that we're presenting now to you. And that's what we experience in the ministry of reconciliation. We allow people to touch us, to feel us. Even in those situations where they, they say all manner of things, even if they don't look to see our best interest, it doesn't matter. They could love us or they could hate us. It really doesn't matter the situation, but it does matter who we are in those situations, whether or not we're going to love or we're going to show the life of Christ. We're going to walk in purity of heart. We're going to be, be at peace. We're not going to be offended, but we're going to experience the peace of God. And we're going to let that peace be felt. We're going to allow people to, to walk upon us, to do things to us, to say things about us, to whatever it is. We're going to let that word be manifested. We're going to let people handle this word, whether it's a good handling or a bad handling. But as long as when they handle it, <laughs> they are handling the word of God, the word of God. And so I want you to be encouraged today in the same way that God has encouraged me. Be encouraged. Trust God with your life. Trust him in that situation. Trust his will. Walk in his will. Walk in his purpose. In his good pleasure. Whatever it is that you're doing, check to see, is this what I want to do? Or is this what God wants to do? Is this his desire? And he has a way of letting us know whether or not what is his will versus what it isn't. He knows how to speak to us. And he says, my sheep, they know my voice. They hear me and another they will not follow. So trust God today. Trust his purpose. Trust his will and allow his word to exude from you in every and any situation and trial. You be encouraged. Father, we thank you today. We thank you that you are God. You are king. You love us 
And you know what you are doing in each of our lives. We thank you for the pruning. We thank you for breaking us. We thank you for what you are doing in our lives. We thank you for chastising us. We thank you for every rebuke, every correction. For we know that in it, Lord, you are making a son of God, a holy, spotless, a church that you will return for, a church that you will smile upon and say, well done. We thank you, O Holy God, for every situation you have placed us in. Wherever we are today, we thank you for it. For every trial today, we thank you. And we embrace your word this day. Thank you for your encouragement. And we commit our hearts. Hallelujah. We give over our lives and we say we will give you the glory. We will give you the praise, the adoration in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. For your copy of this episode of Roadblock, visit our Sunrise with Jesus app or you can download on iTunes. And don't forget to give to our ministry. Your donation will help us to expand and bless more homes just as you have been blessed. God loves a cheerful giver, so go ahead. Giving is only a click away. Visit our app and click on Give. Until next time, rejoice, feel the breeze, smell the roses, smile with your neighbor, and walk on, warrior.